Aeon. And I'm the Lioness. And you're listening to Box Number 512 Podcast. Grown Black Trans Woman Talk. Changing your world one conversation at a time. The show begins now. If you would like to see this episode along with other exclusive content, make sure you become a patron by going to our Box Number 512 podcast Patreon page where you can become a patron for as little as $5 a month. The link to the page is in the show notes for the show. So make sure you go on over there if you would like to see the episode in addition to listening to it. All right, y'all. Back to the show. Hey, y'all. My name is Aeon. And I'm the Lioness. And we're back with another installment of Box Number Five Soul Podcast, Grown Black Trans Woman Talk. Uh, we are going to start with updates. Lioness, I'm gonna let you go first. What's going you you have you have a big announcement for us? Yes, I do. Oh my god. So um, over the last 10 weeks, I've been involved in a very intensive process. I'm very happy to announce that I am a choral lady, a proud choral lady, a member of Kappa Iota, Kappa Iota Sigma Sorority Incorporated, um, the first Black trans, um, excuse me, the first incorporated um, um, sorority for trans women. And it's a very exciting opportunity for me. Um, it was a very, very um, awesome journey. And I'm excited that I'm a part of a group of ladies that I think are moving the needle forward, definitely creating visibility and awareness. And um, they're united in sisterhood and service. And so it was just a wonderful opportunity. It was um, a lot of highs and lows, um, just in general, you know, um, for those of you who have been through, you know, trying to become a part of sorority, getting to know people, it requires that you really, really humble yourself and be ready to be open to receiving the relationships. And, you know, there, you know, Cap Iota Sigma Sorority Incorporated is a wonderful org. I had some wonderful support in the org and I look forward to many more years of successful um, and active membership. So yes, that's what's going on with me as far as that's concerned. So I was in Phoenix this week. Um, so let me give the girls the rundown on Phoenix. If you're a trans person in Phoenix, they're going to live for you. That is one of the most trans friendly places I've ever been to in my life, but it is also one of the most, um, racially, it was one of the most racially objectifying experiences that I've ever had in my life. Um, so that's a place that doesn't really have a lot of black people. Um, the black community there from even the black people that I've met, they very much run like in the house party kind of circuit, you know, like the black culture kind of moves to its own separate connection from the club life of Phoenix. Um, but they have like an entire trans district. They have, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, prostitution is legal there. So they have like whole bars where you can pick up the girls, but you would think that that would bring like more culture it was very whitewashed and very much gave. Um, we were told in advance by some of the girls that live in Phoenix that, oh, don't be surprised when they ignore you at the bar. They don't do, they don't see the black girl. Oh, don't be surprised when we go to this place if they treat you this way, because that's just how it is in Phoenix. And I didn't care for that. I am a black girl coming from Atlanta 
where being black is not something that we have to be like, a, a, like a, a, have to minimize or to feel oppressed by. And so as much as I enjoyed the, all oh, we live for trans, like the men there live for trans women. Like that is an extremely trans friendly place. But the it, it's not us. It's not those of melanin for um, for minorities, for um, even the native population. That is not the greatest place to live. They very much need to work on some of their racial politics. Um, um, and even in the nonprofit work, um, I, I did have the pleasure though of going to what's what called the Southwest Center for HIV AIDS and Research. And um, with the Coral Ladies, I was able to do some, some community service there. And that's a nonprofit that is really, really doing great strides towards being more inclusive. I know that for those of you who live in Phoenix, y'all may have heard things about the Southwest Center in the past that weren't great, but I have a, one of my sorors, um, one of my line sisters, She's been recently hired on there, a black trans woman, a doctor, a medical professional, Dr. Naomi Antrell Bashir. She is one of their, she's on their executive leadership team and she's over their behavioral health programming and their clinical services. So shout out to my sister um, and watching her in her power, watching even the people in the office admit that before she got there, there was a climate that needed to change and them embracing the, just her showing up to the space where a lot of them felt like it was radical. And a lot of the ideas that she's had to push forward to change the community have done a lot for, um, for that particular facility. So I will say in Phoenix, they have, um, also it's very easy to get your name changed there. You don't have to have nothing. You know how all these other places you have to have verification. You get your name and gender change, same day, no tea. Like, <laughs> It's very, <laughs> it's very like, oh yeah, no, you just gotta fill out the form, bitch. It's not even a stress. So that was interesting. And then seeing how, um, how much of a trans culture they do have, but it's very whitewashed. It was very interesting. So shout outs to Phoenix. Phoenix don't owe me nothing. It's dry and hot. It is the desert. Your skin will suffer as a result. Like, I, we had, I had to learn from the people there that you put oil on in the shower when you're in Phoenix, because if you don't, it will dry you out completely. Um, and, the, and just the, the atmosphere in general, it was hot, but you couldn't feel that you were hot because the sweat would dry on your body before you could feel it. So I was dry the entire time, but you know that you're dehydrated when you lose all the spit in your mouth and you feel like you're about to pass out. Um, <laughs> so it was fierce, bitch, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Good week for me. That's my, um, check-in. What about you, um, um, Aeon? Uh, so I was in New York this past weekend. It was one of my best friend's birthday. Happy birthday to Derod, Team Aries, Team Fire Sign. So I got to go spend some time with him in New York. I haven't I haven't been to New York in over a year. I can't even remember. I can't even remember remember the last time I went to New York, but it had been well over a year. And the city, it is not the same city anymore. It's mm. it, it, like the life and the energy that like if you ever taken a trip to New York and you get especially if you catch like the train or the bus there and you get off like right in Times Square or right on 34th Street it's just waves of people and you just feel the energy of the city and when I got off the train when I got there it was not the same energy like it was it, crickets oh, so wow. yeah so it's it was not the same city but nevertheless 
I still had a good time. We got to go to a couple of restaurants in Harlem. I really enjoyed um, myself there. I got to see my um, niece, Bella, which is uh, my friend of Rod's um, pit bull. I love her. She's such a sweetheart. And I just really got to uh, have a good time. I'm planning on going back to New York in, for Pride. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. But I'm just happy I was able to... Um, get back up to New York and spend time with my friends. Um, Today, on the day they were recording, I actually took off the day because I needed to get my hair cut. It was time. Shout out to my barber, Nick Lenz. Um, I, last minute, I just ended up renting a car to go back to Baltimore because I just, the whole dramatics of getting on the subway and catching the commuter train and then I didn't feel like doing all of that today. So I was like, let me just rent a car for the day. And so I was able to drive up to Baltimore and then run some errands. And then I was able to go see my mom. She had a surgery. She had a surgery like a couple of days ago. So she's doing, um, she's doing fine. I got to go um, surprise her. She didn't know I was coming and I spent some time with her. And then um, we made some plans. She'll be off in a couple of weeks so we can um, hang out. Um, and then she wants to go on vacation for her birthday. So we're trying to um, plan a vacation. So like, I think to Tulum or something. So we'll, we'll see what, where that happens. But it was, it's always good to see my mom. I love her. Work is work. I, what I will say about work, this week in particular, I feel like I'm coming into my own as far as like my comfortability and my leadership. Now, I don't know everything that I'm doing, but I feel... And I'm so grateful to have a supervisor that is allowing me to like kind of grow into myself. Mm-hmm. And he's he's he is training me, but he doesn't chastise me. Mm. It's just it's like everything is like a conversation, but it's not like you messed up, you're wrong, you're a piece of shit. Like he makes everything very collaborative. But mm-hmm. um this week I just had like particularly when we being a lawyer is orchestrating a lot of meetings between different law firms and organizations and it, this week in particular and I can tell my supervisor has been overwhelmed because he's had to take on more so I just felt like I needed to step up and lead the meetings and direct the meeting so this week I just really felt like I've been leading some stuff on my own and if it, it, it feels good to just really grow into um, myself and to finally feel like I know somewhat of what I'm doing so again I'm in, I'm in a really good position I'm still on my job search so keep your fingers crossed keep your prayers up but I'm calm I, I know I know that something's going to pay now I'm putting too much work in I'm pounding too much feet to the pavement for something not to pay off and um I'm optimistic that I'll find something at the right time but yeah, I'm just I'm just over here laughing and loving. I am planning a lot of trips. Um, so not for this month. Next month I'm coming to Elena, but it, it's more for like a cosmetic um thing. So mm-hmm. I'll be in Elena in May, and then right after Elena, me and my sister Paige were doing like a sister trip to New Orleans just to get Girl. away. So yeah, I'm just I'll be fully vaccinated by then, so I just will feel more comfortable just um, getting out there and just having fun and just doing fun shit. Like, that, you know, that's what it's about. So <sighs> mm-hmm. let, let, now that the updates are done. Oh, Girl. before we get into the main topic, 
it is a new month, so this will be the first show that we recorded for the month of April, yay. And you know we have to start off our month thanking our patrons who um, financially support us every month. We wouldn't be able to do a lot of the great stuff that we're doing now without your support and without your encouragement. So let me just um, give a quick rundown of our patrons for the month of April. Um, shout out to Kita. Shout out to Safari. Shout out to Muteba. Shout out to T with Queen and Jay. Another um, Black um Black woman podcast. Oh, exciting. Shout out to your soror Naomi. Shout out to Marique. Shout out to Belen. Shout out to Destiny. Shout out to All About D. Shout out to Abby Elias. Shout out to Preston Carter. Shout out to Maddie Wineland. Shout out to o Oyen. Shout out to Carrie A. Shout out to La Lafayette. Shout out to Devin Harris. Shout out to I am Kevin Wendell and shout out to Reggie. Thank you all for supporting us. And for those of you listening, if you want to um, become a patron, make sure you go on over to our box number five to Patreon page. You can become a patron for just as little as $5 a month. That will get you access to all of our recorded videos. If you become a tier three patron, which is $10, you will get access to our bonus episodes. And also don't forget, starting next month, we will be doing our pose reviews, which will only be released on our Patreon. And you will get access to our pose reviews if you are a level seven, I mean, a level two or a level three um, patron, you will get exclusive access to those episodes because I know y'all want to hear how we break down the episodes and what we have to say about the episodes. But we just want to um, thank y'all for supporting us. Sis, did you have anything you wanted to say? Oh my gosh. So, you know, in this process, you know, it's one thing to do this and to feel like, oh, I'm doing it for the, for the culture. I'm doing it so that I can share my voice. I'm doing it because, um, you know, for these altruistic reasons, but to know that people legitimately are living for our whole judge to the point where they're willing to invest in our brand. They're willing to see us grow. They're willing, they're, they, they appreciate what we're giving. Um, so it was very, very powerful that even, um, even in like when I was in Phoenix, believe it or not, I ran across a box number 512 fan. Gagged me, gagged me. Uh, a gentleman in Phoenix, I will, not, I will not name his name, hit me up and was like, I cannot believe the lioness is in my city. And like, don't know him personally, but very much was given like, I live for what y'all do. You know, I have so much respect for y'all. And so we see, and he also let me know this particular individual that he was going, he, he, he is going to become a patron. And it was one of those things like in the moment to like have somebody hit you up and realize who you are. It was just so powerful. So all of our patrons, all of our supporters, all of the love, every like, every follow, every heart means something. But particularly for those of you who have gone in your pockets and especially in this COVID and pandemic time, you've decided to prioritize us enough to give us a subscription. I love you, love you, love you. We love you. Aeon and myself really appreciate you because that is going to allow us to grow and expand and develop better content for you guys. So shout out to all of our patrons on Patreon. And if you're not one, all you have to do is log on and become one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
Okay, now let's get to the shit. Okay. <laughs> so, Black trans social media, Facebook, Twitter, has been in an uproar for the past couple of days about a new movie that was released this past weekend on Amazon Prime Video. The, mm-hmm. name, the name of that movie is Secret Society. Uh, Secret Society is based on, is adapted from a novel that came out in 2006 by this author, I believe she's from Philly, a cis woman named Miasha Coleman or Maasia, Miasha Maasia Coleman. And the the premise of the book and movie goes like this. It follows the, um, the journey of these two women who are gold diggers and go around to clubs and various urban social settings, finding really wealthy Black men and basically running scams on them, taking them for all of their money. But they both have this big secret plot twist. They're really men. So, okay problematic but let's go deeper so the main reason that the black trans femme community has been in an uproar is not that this movie exists because there there are some girls that are in that lifestyle and that do that and it, it is a valid story what's problematic about this particular story is that one it's written and created by a black cis woman by who by her accounts doesn't really, is not a part of the community, doesn't have access to to community. So she's creating this narrative based off of her fantasy of, or what, what she thinks, the type of, what she thinks Black trans women do, one. But the, the biggest thing, at least for me, that's the biggest um, problematic thing about this movie is that the two uh trans women in the movie are played by two black cisgender women and so that's that's the the first thing and i'm gonna be honest i haven't seen the movie i have no intentions of seeing the movie because for me i'm very clear i'm not supporting something that's that deals with black trans people and black trans people weren't involved so the biggest thing about this particular movie, Secret Society, that has a lot of people up in arms is that you're, tell, you're telling this specific niche story about Black trans women, but you don't have any Black trans women involved in the movie. You don't have Black trans women as actresses in the movie. And there's been a lot of reasons about why this director purposely did not want to have um, trans actors as a movie, which I'm sure we will discuss as we um, go on in the episode. Now, the, the well, Miyasha didn't direct the movie, but she wrote the book and she um, wrote the screenplay. Miyasha, Miyasha or Maesha, she's been going around the press junket because, you know, the thing about this movie, especially in Black urban circles, is oh, you have an all Black team that went outside of the system and it's black excellence because they overcame and 
they worked around the system to get this deal with Amazon. And, you know, this is Black people at our best making, making something out of nothing. And it's so groundbreaking and it's so innovative. And, you know, the, the Black hood people, they, I've been reading the Twitters, I've been reading the comments, they are in love with this movie. Everybody is saying it's so good. And so this lady has been going around to different, she's been interviewing, promoting the movie. She went to T.S. Madison on T.S. Madison's YouTube show to promote the movie. And of course it came up that she didn't have trans folks in the movie. She didn't have a trans person writing the script. So it came up that she might get some backlash and from her and even from some of the butch queens that's been trying to speak for trans women, trying to tell us not to have a problem with this. The, the, go, the golden savior is, oh, Amaya Scott, it was a consultant on the script and she is credited in the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie. And because Amaya Scott's name is associated with it, because she went on T.S. Madison's show, everything is supposed to be okay. So I don't think it's the backlash has become public yet. It's been a lot of trans women. So this has been kind of polarizing in the trans community. There are some people that, well, just because that's that's their story, it's not my story, and y'all are just overreacting. But then you have some girls that are very triggered by the whole institution of what is going on and how this is playing out and how this contributes to overall trans erasure and how we don't have autonomy over our narratives and the images that we put out about ourselves. And just the content of you're telling the story of, tra of Black trans women where they ultimately get murdered at the end of the movie. And it's just like, and it, it, it begs the question of people being responsible for their art, people reading the room. And I just, so, I, so we gave background and context. These are, these are my thoughts about super society. I don't think folk, I don't think anybody from the Black trans community should be supporting that movie. I don't think we need to be watching that movie. If you want to watch it, watch a bootleg. Do not pay the $10 to um, watch a film. I just think it's a very, I just think it's a very, when Pose came out in 2018, that was a game changing moment. That was a watershed moment. And it was, it was more than just the visibility of trans women of color on screen. The thing that makes Pose what Pose is, the, the thing that makes, the thing that, the reason why Pose stands for what it stands for and why even though Pose has been on the seat, will only be, have three seasons, but will still be remembered long after it goes off the of air, is that it changed the trajectory of how you do trans storytelling, especially when you're dealing with a marginalized group within a marginalized group. You got to, especially when you're talking about stories of um, trans people engaging in sex work, trans people engaging in survival, um, um, survival economies, 
Black trans women dealing with intimate partner violence. Mm-hmm. You have to have trans folks in the room, and not just consultants, because I feel like they're just put it. They just gave Amaya a consultant fee just as a vanity position, because clearly somebody that's trans from some of the stuff that I heard that went on in the movie would not have approved none of that. And even from the, some of the dialogue that people said that happened in the movie. You can tell when somebody trans writes, just like when you can tell when somebody Black is writing the script for Black people. Um, I just think it was very irresponsible. I think it was very reckless. I think you were very selfish. I think you wanted to be the one to be this Black woman, to get this movie out there that you didn't think about and the trans thing is so sensational and you're, you're marketing this movie on Oh, you gotta watch it for this big twist. You gotta watch it for this big twist. You gotta stay and watch the movie because it's a big twist of it. So you're you're sensationalizing and you're exploiting trans people and you're not caring about the real life repercussions for us as Black trans women in society. Mm -hmm. Of, Of not only showing the violence on screen, but really... you're not humanizing the black trans woman who the story is about you're kind of making them into caricatures but you're humanizing the men that murder us giving them i have so many opinions sis come on in i'm pretty sure i will come back and come come on in sis so let me tell you so first of all I, i i acknowledge here that this is an attempt this is this is this has nothing to do with telling anyone's story this is a cis woman fantasizing about what the myth that she's been told about us. She's taken the myth that we are a group of people who are out here trying to deceive people. She's taking the myth that we all, that, that our experience is involved and, and this secret society that we are is, wrap, is focused on and wrapped around the idea of attracting, exploiting, giving, passing out STDs and then ultimately getting murdered for our deception. That is the myth. Because we all have HIV. Because we all have HIV, because we're all out here in the business of trying to trick men, because we're all out here doing sex work. Now, yes, we do do survival sex work. Yes. But it's not your fucking story to tell if you're not us. Because obviously, you don't know what the fuck, how it really goes. So the narrative that we're out here tricking men is a lie from the pit of hell. These men are coming for our penises and they live for them from the door to the floor from first of all. Secondly, the problem that I have with this movie is not only was it not written by trans people, there were no trans people in it. And ultimately the story that was told is the thing that we fight the hardest to um, come back when one of our friends, one of all of our friends get murdered. So what happens when black trans women get murdered is it's immediately, what did she do? Why y'all need to start telling people y'all are tricking people and fuck every butch queen and fuck every ally and fuck every even community member that thinks that it is okay for the establishment to take our story and make money off of it, knowing full fucking well that that narrative is oppressive, that that narrative is reductive to our experience and that that narrative is the excuse. And the and it actually, it, it actually almost in my opinion, enhances the trans panic defense that a lot of folks that kill us try to use. The idea that I did not know this person 
exposed me to something and now I am affected and I can't handle it and I'm killing them. I have had conversations with trans women all around the country and you're right, Brianna, it is polarizing. There are women on one side that are, are shouting out excited to just to be represented, feeling that they're, they're yeah, somehow- This, this is not representation for Exactly. Not only is it not representation, it's exploitation. And the idea that we are so starved, so denied, so marginalized that you can take our stories and feed it back to us without us in it and we'll eat it like it's good food bothers me. It bothers me. Now, let me address the way that this movie has been marketed. So what the problem that I have is, is that it's, it's marketing the fears and the myth about trans people to cis people so that they can learn about our quote unquote secret society. But in her marketing, she has chosen to exploit, and I, yes, I say exploit, one of our leaders, one of our media, one of our media people, she's exploiting them. And when I say leader, I don't mean leader in the community leadership. I mean leader as far as in the field that she's in, T.S. Madison, has transgressed all of the boundaries that a lot of girls have not been able to, and she's been given her own show on WeTV. And as a part of that, she's gotten a lot of eyes and awareness. So this person, this woman who wrote this movie and the people that put the movie together felt it was appropriate to use my sister. Yes, sister, you got used. To use my sister to promote this bullshit and try to use her, her, her validity as a trans woman that people know as someone that even the girls in community live for, as someone that even the girls who may live a similar lifestyle live for, as some of the characters that they tried to portray in the movie, they thought going to her would, would, would give credence to this movie. And unfortunately, what y'all don't know that we do know about Maddie is that she's about herself. She's never denied that one of her strategies of survival is being um, all, focusing on herself and not worrying about how this community feels. And I think that that strategy of survival worked for her. That strategy of survival allowed her to push beyond the stigmas and the respectability politics behind her being a sex worker to create her media empire. But now that you have a platform and you're using that platform to try to promote images about trans people that are unhealthy, I must address you now, sister. You need to check yourself because you can no longer get the community support, get the Atta girls and the love and, 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 and get to cry on TV and feel like I'm so proud as a transgender woman to be representing y'all and to be a person that is trans and pushing through barriers. Yeah, okay, that's cute, but with great power comes great responsibility. To whom much is given, much is required. So now that you are on this platform and you are bold and you making it very clear, trans women aren't this and they are this because you make statements that let me know that you are trying to evolve in your analysis. However, the idea that these people were able to come to you with this bullshit and you ate it and you swallowed the pill when the people sat on your show and told you there are no trans people in it, I am not trans. There was no, and then, and, 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 and the idea that they tried to say that they consulted with a trans person and that's even kind of debatable. And here's why. So, oh, Amaya, so we just going to go to instance? Yeah. Uh-huh. So Amaya Scott has released a statement and I just want to read it aloud 
because I feel like it's very important to clear the names of people in community that I don't feel need to catch no strays in this conversation. Amaya Scott's name has been bandied about as a consultant for this movie. And yes, she may have collected a consulting fee, but here is my sister Amaya Scott's statement. So this is at King Amaya Scott on Instagram for those of you who want to check it out. I stepped away from the project after creative differences. Casting and revisions were not made. As a consultant, I didn't, I didn't have final say, but I also alerted them I will not be promoting or supporting. Trans people should tell trans stories accurately. Trans people should tell trans stories accurately. So just because you have a story that is being promoted by a trans person using her platform, doesn't mean that that trans person is promoting an accurate story. And what we're seeing here is what I would say is what would be a better um, example of leadership or ownership of our experience by King Amaya, Amaya Scott, our lo lovely sister, actually saying, we need to tell our own stories and I will not be supporting this. Maddie, I wish you had made a similar choice. I wish that when approached for this opportunity that you made a similar choice. Now, does that mean that you are canceled as a creator? No, we don't cancel black trans creators. We don't do that. I'm not in the business of that. I'm not in the business of trying to say that your, that your shit ain't right and this and that and third. I'm not going there. I just wished that you did not take that old strategy of survival. Yes, bitch, they came to me with it. Let me be the girl to scoop. Let me be the girl to share it. Let me be the girl to promote it. And you yourself know, and I know you know, that that shit in that movie is toxic. Now, even if your excuse is, I didn't watch the movie, that's even more problematic because you shouldn't have put your name on something that you didn't see. I want all of us to know in community right now that we have an obligation with this new lens that is being cast on us as a result of the polls, as a result of the show that Amaya was in, I forget the name. Um, Star. Star, my, yes, I love Star. Star and Pose, as a result of these shows, trans experiences are de rigueur right now. They're in fashion. They are, if people are curious to know what's going on with us. The, for those people out there that are creatives that may be thinking, I wanna tell a trans story. I think these stories need to get out. If you think again, first of all, think again, and wonder and ask yourself, rather than me trying to tell a story that is not my own, what can I do to support the creative works of other trans women who have written numerous books? I have sisters that have written books down that would Lady, have been- Lady Dana Didi, written books and plays. Maybe. That you can that, purchase right the fuck now. That would have been a much, much, much more accurate and much more dignified much more respectful opportunity to tell our story. That would have been someone that could have done it right. But again, that wasn't consulted because it's cheaper and it's more convenient and it sells to peddle the myth and the lie than it is to reach out to actual creators, content providers, or even consult with people who are actually in the community doing the work that could help dispel the myth. See, you would rather peddle the myth to the ignorant when the lie, when the truth would make the same people uncomfortable. They don't want to hear our stories for real. They're not interested in promoting the truth of our existence, which is we're just fucking like you. 
They don't, also don't want us to tell the truth that our uniqueness is not a problem for the men that like us. They don't want to hear that truth. It is more convenient for them to say we're tricking people. It's more convenient to, for them to say we're not telling our status. It's more convenient for them to say that we are toxic people that ultimately our bad decisions lead to our demise. It's, yeah, it's, it's, more, it's more lucrative for them to show us being murdered or show them be, us being the victims of violence than showing these men loving us, showing um, our families loving us, showing our families protecting us. And they try to trick us to say, oh, that's not marketable. That's not going to sell. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it? Black people. We hate black trauma porn. Aren't we tired of the movies by white directors showcasing slavery and beatings? Don't, aren't we always talking about how we appreciate the Issa Rays of the world, the actual black content creators that are creating stuff for us, by us, that are way more accurate examples of how we are really living, that actually showcase us with a breadth and a depth and a full lived experience that is authentic? Aren't we excited about that? Aren't we excited about the, the way that media has evolved? So imagine black people, you're watching this because this movie is pr pr pretty much marketed to black folk. Black people, imagine watching a movie with a white director telling what they think they know about black life, using white actors in blackface, Okay, because it's marketable, it's cheaper. Let's get a bi let's get a, let's not even get a black girl. Let's get a swarthy Arab girl and call her black. Let's do that. Let's, let's find like exotic girls and put them together and call them black and then try to peddle you, a black person, a black story that does not relate to you, that is not connected to you and that does not focus on you or show you in any representation truthfully. Cleopatra. What'd you say? Cleopatra. Very Cleopatra. This is our trans Cleopatra. And then the idea that the, the, the idea that even in the name, the secret society, like that we are this group of people that aren't working at your bank, that aren't working in your job, that you don't see at the grocery store working behind the counter, that aren't at the Walgreens and the CVS ringing your ass up, that are just around you, that are your attorneys, that are your providers. That all of this stuff, y'all are going to sit here and act like you don't know that we are more diverse than the roles that y'all keep putting forward for us and keep showing us as. And that's fucked up because in 2020, you have no excuse to say, oh, I don't know how that trend. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, you know, you know, because we're all around you. You love to point out and read a girl on her way to work, but you don't tell your friends. I know a trans woman that gets up every day and goes to fucking work. So when that trans woman, then somehow something happens to her, the man, the man, the narrative is, oh, she was trans. She was tricking. She lied. She deserved it. When we know, and all of the people that was in the hood reading that black trans woman on her way to work every day, we know that that woman was hardworking. We know that she got up every day. And in spite of the hate, in spite of the people trying to tell her that she isn't worth it, she still pushed through. And when she got killed, the narrative got shifted to the shit that was in this movie. We all know girls that 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 whose stories have been corrupted by this myth. And I am disappointed in everyone involved. And I will not be giving it any of my eyes nor spins because I and I encourage other black trans folk, if you really if you want to watch it to say you what's all the hype is about, fine. Give it the watch. Bootleg it. But I was gonna say, bootleg that motherfucker, and then 
let's not give it and then if you, let's not give it no life now for the girls out there who say they see themselves in this characters go off go the fuck off sis there's in no way in my in my opinion am i trying to say that it's something wrong with the girls that do live what i am saying though girl is that you should do it you should look a little deeper i would challenge you to look a little deeper or or it's okay to want more like we like we shouldn't just be satisfied with the 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 crumbs like we just should so so i've seen some girls in the community say and some witch queens say well what if she couldn't find act like good enough trans actresses to act these parts i feel like that's an excuse i feel like that's lazy i feel like that's a lie i feel like that's the same thing that white people tell black people when we ask them to find qualified candidates for this or qualified candidates for that. And it's like, oh, well, we just couldn't find nobody. No, research shows that you're not actually putting the effort and putting the resources to find these people. I know so many, but and let's not act like this is some A-list Hollywood movie. Y'all shot this shit right in fucking Atlanta. And if you don't know nothing else about Elena. Elena has so many black trans women, and there are a lot of black trans women in Elena who are in the arts that are um, music artists that act. I'm thinking of Tony Bryce or even girls that could have gave what these characters would have needed to give, like Shauna Brooks or Sydney. Like. Don't, don't, don't play on my intelligence and say you couldn't find anybody when your intention was not to find us. Your intention was not to get, and then, then it takes us to the conversation of how Black people participate in white supremacy, denying Black trans women the exposure, the opportunity to make money, the opportunity to get a platform. Not only did you take it from one Black trans woman, you took it from two. You took it from two. And when we're talking about systems and access and opportunity, that is how Black cis people are complicit in white supremacy because even when they get the opportunity to give one of us a break and put us on, they don't. And that's why we end up having to go fuck with white um, people. Yeah, um, there are too many. The idea that there aren't Black trans actresses that can handle it is a myth. I am a Black trans actress. I know several Black trans actresses. I know people that have the skill set that have gone to fucking school. And what angers me are the butch queens that know that they have, that know the girls out there that are active, that are creatives, that are putting up, putting together productions, that are making shit happen. And they've never been ever given a shot. And then the idea that a lot of these gay men who do have access are now you even using their platforms to tell us to shut the fuck up once again. And it bothers me that because of your proximity to us as trans people, that these gay men benefit from our fashion. They benefit from our life. They come to watch us turn it at the balls. They live for us at the pageants. They want to participate at the drag shows. But when it comes to moments like this, when we really need y'all to stand for our real fucking lives, because we're your trans mothers, we're your sisters, we're your family members, you know us, we're your house members. We literally were in the pageant that you fucking were one of the judges of, but you go on these platforms after shit like this pops off and you act like you don't know us. You act like you don't know that we are talented, that we are gifted, that we are anointed, and that we should not have to tolerate people that don't support us. Gay men, I expect better of you. 
because just like anyone with more access and more privilege, if you are a person of color and you happen to have the, 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 the unique situation of having more access and privilege in another person that is also a person of color because of them being a woman, because of them being trans, you have a responsibility. You have a responsibility especially when you call yourself a leader and I'm Mr. This in community and I'm Ebony and I'm a Mugler and I'm whatever these titles are in these ballroom communities. These fellas that are around us, they have a responsibility to make sure that their sisters, they are being their sister's keeper and that we aren't being exploited. And I don't see that happening. And that hurts my heart. So I'm also going to check the all these other auxiliary members in the LGB and the T that are benefit from proximity to us, but don't support us in these moments. Shame on you as well. Because what they do know is, is that even if we don't watch it, your motherfucking ass will. And you're going to tell us to shut up, shut the fuck up and get in our place. I'm sick of it. I am sick of it. This also gives me some of the way the gay men are talking about this situation. Very much gives me Billy Porter when he told us we need to wait our turn. No shade to him. Y'all are literally taking our turns from us and then telling us to shut the fuck up. Thank you. And that's my that's and that is where they've lost me. And this is where I don't feel like there is a valid critique for trans people not being talented or or smart enough or capable enough. That is so fucking offensive that to hear that even being suggested means that the people around us don't give a fuck or aren't really seeing us in the way that they should be. You don't really see us. You see what you want out of us, but you can't really see us and think that we're not talented and creative enough to handle this kind of shit. Because actually, if they really wanted a blockbuster, if they really wanted something, we actually have a way more interesting story than the banal regurgitated garbage that actually they put out about us. We actually are way, way, way more interesting, more vibrant, more in, more in depth, more colorful, and, and the story would be greater if you actually consulted who we really are as people. But of course, it, like you like like my sister said earlier, it's cheaper to peddle the bullshit. Yeah, and like, okay, let me address the, the content of the movie. For me, I don't have a problem with the, the, base, the basic plot storyline of the movie, but because you did it from a transphobic angle, you're not really explaining the nuance to why trans women are in these situations where they have to engage in survival sex work and they're willing to go into these high risk, risky situations to get money. Like, let's not, let's not responsibly address that or let's not responsibly address um, the violence that we that we or put it in the context like let's not responsibly address the layers of why trans women are relegated to this secret society but instead you just play on tropes and then like you're not even thinking about how this impacts us in the real world it, it was just lazy and you did you didn't you didn't do anything groundbreaking miasha or Maisha. You didn't do anything um, groundbreaking or avant-garde. You play right into the status quo. You play, and you're you're banking on this um, sensationalism of trans and us tricking. And 
like the, it's so tired and people were people were trying to give context of well when she wrote the original story in 2006 maybe if she would have made if she was thinking about making the movie based off of her original mindset of the story it would have been um it would have been permissible because we because when you think of other cis women that have played trans women in movies. You think of Carrie Washington who played a trans woman, Shirley Rowell. But again, read the room. That was the mid two thousands. We're in we're in twenty twenty one, and it's just certain stuff that's just not acceptable, or it's just not going to to fly anymore. It is irresponsible. It is reckless to tell stories about this discrete community without having people. Um, genuinely a part of the project. Like you have to, you have to anticipate that you're going to do something that's fucking bigoted and that's going to offend the community and harm the community. You're not trying, you're and then you you're not you're not trying to do anything revolutionary with these black men, giving them other options for how to deal with their attraction to trans women other than fucking killing us, something that's already happening. Like you're not like who is your audience? Who are you making this art for? And clearly the tra- black trans women might have been a subject of the story, but clearly we weren't your audience. We weren't in Miami when you made this movie and it, it shows and now we're reaching out and we're asking you questions and you feel like you don't have to, because you hit T.S. Madison, and she said it was okay. You feel like you don't have to answer the everyday Black trans woman when we're the ones that are going to be most impacted by that image and by that narrative? Like, so did you not watch Disclosure? And what we cannot do is act like um, media images don't matter. Like, they don't impact us because they do. And if you go watch Disclosure, if you haven't seen Disclosure on Netflix, and the images that people put out about us, they do ultimately impact us. When we're talking about um, the narratives that they're creating around passing all of these um, anti-trans bills, they are relying on these narratives that they've seen in movies that they've heard in media. We had, last year was the deadliest year on record for Black trans women. And it's probably going to be even higher this year. Like, it's just, it's irresponsible and it's lazy. And Especially at a time such as this. And now, and it just makes it so contentious when we try to really build solidarity with Black cis women. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like with white people. We want to give y'all the benefit of the doubt, but it just really be sometimes when y'all let us down. And it's just like, damn. Mm-hmm. Damn, it's just like you like you can't think that you're doing something hot like positive. You just you just cannot. And I just I just think it's horrible. But what I am glad to say is I'm glad to see the community members who do have something to say speaking out, telling their real feelings. It was a beautiful video by this black trans woman in Philly that um, stated her opinions on it. I've seen a lot of the trans men going off. Like they are they are not happy. They're like, what the fuck is this shit? But in 2021, it's just, it's no excuse. Mm-hmm. It's no, it's like you fucked up, sis. You really fucked up and it's no, you can't explain your way out of it. No, bitch, I don't need to watch the movie. I watched the trailer, bitch, and I was triggered. And I was like, yeah, this movie the trailer, is, and there's this no way in hell I'm getting it. Yeah, we, there's no way in hell I could go past the trailer. 
the trailer ends with gunshots. Like it very much. Right. Pow, 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 pow. That's how the trailer ends. It's like, oh no. Like girl, like it's given like like the way they're promoting the spooky now, it's given like um the 2021 crying game. Like that's very the energy that I'm feeling around this movie. And it's just, it's just it's inappropriate. It's inappropriate and it's reckless. And no, we're not gonna shut the fuck up about it because at the end of the day, these niggas are killing us. Mm-hmm. These niggas are kill they 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 are they're seeking us out, pressuring us to have sex with them, and then turning around and killing us. Mm-hmm. For the shame of other people discovering what they really like, what they really do in the bedroom, what they really appreciate, the depth of their real sexuality. See, it's not that we're being killed for lying. We're being killed to keep the secret. That's the real secret that, that people aren't realizing in that secret society. We're not being killed for the lie. We're killed. We're being killed to keep the truth from being exposed. And unfortunately, this movie tells the story from the from the in a way. Now I've even heard rumor. And this is rumor, so I'll say allegedly that part of the reason why they were trans, why they were cis women cast, is because some of the men in them that were going to have to play opposite them would have felt uncomfortable with trans women. Well, why the fuck are you telling the story? And that should even tell you even more. Why? But but who's directing the movie though? Whose movie is it? And who are these niggas? Because I looked at the cast. I don't know. Besides Vivica Fox, I don't know any of y'all motherfuckers in the movie. Viv. I'm trying not, I'm trying to avoid hitting you with this as well. Cause I really like who you are, Vivica Fox. No, you you can't but hit her because also, at the end of the day, for not consulting. People like to act like we they don't have choices. Yeah, yeah, people like to act like they don't have choices, but we all have choices. We all have choices. We all have agency to not do stuff. And you should just know better. You should, like, there's no way I'm going to, even with the whole Black thing, there's no thing that if I was in that field and I'm a writer or we're, we're, we're writing something about, like, the Black, the Harlem Renaissance or, like, the 70s, and there's no Black people in here, like, that's going to, that's a red flag for me. And that's the not, idea that you are the Black actors that I would want to be a part of. Girl, you know, as I said, I wanted to give Vivica a pass. I realized that I can't because you know your platform as well. And you know that you're the queen of these little B movies. And no shade. You are the girl that is the black the black movie classic. You put your name and your brand on movies that ordinarily would not get life. And that's what we love about you, Vivica, is that you are the girl that ain't scared to get into an indie film. You ain't the girl that ain't scared to get into the low-budget black film and make it do what it do, boo. You used to put them out yourself, and I am a supporter. However, I hate that you use your brand and your ability to take a B-movie and make it go. I hate that you took advantage of that to get a little coin at the expense of our community. So shame on you as well. Love you down for you, what you did for Black community, but you ain't you clearly ain't doing us no motherfucking favors as Black trans women. So, you know, lightly fuck you as well for participating in this. And the lioness said so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but somebody... Um, I was having a conversation yesterday and somebody said, well, do I feel like this is going to set us back as a community? No, I, I feel because because of the time that we're in now, so much great Blacks trans shit is getting created 
is going to show how subpar and how um, deficient this secret society movie is. When you think back to, um, when I think of Pose, when I think of, um, even though he's not trans, P-Valley and how that character is written. When I think of um, probably anything that Janet Mike is creating. Also, there was an indie show um, that was produced by Issa Rae called King Esther. Mm. And when I think about the layers and the nuances of those stories and how those stories are told, where you can tell that somebody queers in the, in the mix here. Because the way they're talking, just the nuances, the information that we're getting characters, so much good shit is being produced. When we talk about Lady Aditi, and my prayer is that she at least gets one of her things produced on a large level. Um, my prayer is so much good stuff coming out that is going to show the deficits in the secret society stuff. Like, Pose, like I said, Pose was a revolutionary, groundbreaking watershed moment that one, these that there, people are interested in these stories. These stories are valuable. These stories actually relate to cis people more than they think. And that you can't tell the story without having the people from that community involved at every level of the project. Yeah. And that's just, that has to be the, the modus operandi going forward. It just, it, 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 if, if you don't do it, you're just, um, you, you're just cosplaying trans people. We got to start, we got to start making it no longer okay for y'all to be in, in, in like what we would consider like almost like blackface. We got to make right. it no longer okay for cis people to pretend to be trans for roles, men to pretend to be trans for roles and cis women to be pretend to be trans for roles when there are real fucking trans people that exist. Right. That is blackface. It's, it's like and it's, no, it's, it's nothing, it's no different than blackface and it's not fucking okay. And I don't give a fuck how lovingly you consult Bitch, if you ain't trans, yeah, I don't give a fuck how much lingo you use. If you see you pee standing up, like I don't care. Like it's not, it's not authentic. It's not genuine, and the audience is going to know. Like people are going to know. Like you can listen to the language and feel, or just the 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 decisions that are made to um, move the narrative or move the story forward. You can feel if it's real or not. You can feel if it's a trans woman experience um, that's pushing and guiding us forward. And I don't have to watch this damn um, Amazon Prime movie to know that 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 she didn't do that. Mm. You didn't do that. Exactly. You did. You did. You did. Yeah, you might have worked hard to get this movie off the ground, but you were very selfish. You were very lazy, and we know the proof is in the product. That part, that part, and you, you can't tell, and you can't tell me, surprise. you can't tell me it was about the acting level because the girls that you got to play, one of the girls is from fucking Love and Hip Hop. It's not like you got like Viola Davis and Angela Bassett playing the playing the girls. It's like, girl, you, it's like you got strippers from the Blue Flame. It was like, hey, girl. Right. And then even the narrative, like, we couldn't find a trans woman to act it. It's like, bitch, you didn't get an actress? You got (laughs) (laughs) nothing about this skills that you you care about creativity. Right. Girl, you 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 literally got you literally got um you you literally got a fucking video Instagram girl 
put a dildo in her G-string and told her to, okay, girl, you're going to be transferred as wrong. That visual just angered <laughs> Let's be trans now. That just angered the shit out of me. But yeah, girl, this movie will never be fucking okay. I will never have a... My opinion is not going to change. Uh, this is not this is not productive or healthy. And if you are one of our supporters, unless it's here on Box Number 512, we give it a firm thumbs down. And we do not support, endorse it, or encourage you to watch it at all. Yeah, and, and we need to leave with this. Isn't that black men... And I told this when I was educating the, the little young black um, boys for the program I helped. I don't care if she don't tell you your tea. We not accepting you killing um, trans people if they don't tell you your, your tea. Take your ass to therapy. Come up with some new ways to deal with your new emerging sexual identity because now you know that you can be attracted to trans folks. But we not accepting y'all pulling y'all guns out, killing us. It's tired. And we're also not accepting the lie that you tell other people that you didn't know. Like, I, I'm just not, right. not in 2020, not when you have to go out of your way to find us. See, that's the part of the story they also aren't telling. Trans women are not going seeking to try to, no, 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 you actually have to find Bitch, them. when I was in New York and I had my grinder turned on, my phone was lighting up from the moment I stepped into New York, Manhattan borough city limits to the moment I departed on the train, all up and down the Eastern seaboard on the Amtrak, my grinder was lighting up, bitch. As you bitch. got in close proximity to these niggas, because these, these apps now, they're doing it off GPS. So as you got close to these motherfuckers, your app is going crazy. To the point where you low-key end up having to turn it off. Or, or take the off. app off my phone. Yeah. So many of my girlfriends, I watch high C. And if y'all only knew. But see, that's the reality. You don't want to know. And that's fine. But quit pulling the wool over our eyes and acting like this is representation and acting like you're telling a, a story that could be grounded in anything other than bullshit. And shame on you, Amazon. Shame the fuck on you too for thinking that it's okay to make money off of this bullshit and giving this woman money to put forth a story that didn't include nobody from that community. Fuck you too, Amazon. Yeah, but um, black cis men, we not accepting the excuse of you're killing us because we're, get over it. Get the fuck over it. Develop some new emotions and get the fuck over it. We exist. We're in your dating pool. You might come across us. It is what it is, but I'm not accepting that you can. Even if she deceived you, so what? So Even if she did. It. Let me ask you this. In what world is it okay to kill somebody, to kill somebody, to kill somebody because they weren't who you thought they were, who you assumed they were? Because every woman you walk up on, you're assuming she has a vagina. You don't know. You're assuming. So when is it okay for after disclosure for you to feel like you have to kill somebody whenever that disclosure may occur? I don't understand how that would that was ever okay. And I hate that we live in a world where even cis women will be excusing that shit. Even cis women will be promoting that shit. You're not our allies. And that is another conversation on what on 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 the ways in which cis women fail black cis women our sisters fail us continually over and the fuck over and the fuck over again and the way you want us to, to, to the way you get mad when you feel like we don't stand with some of the shit y'all go through and and but when we know you hate us see the reality of it is i got people that claim that say they love me that will watch this movie knowing full fucking well this is not represented when it's in of anything that they know about me and the allyship and the work that i've had them around the trans woman that i've introduced them to they will know that this narrative 
is not okay, but will still call me and be like, did you see it? Wasn't it exciting? Right, right. Like, bitch, no, the fuck it wasn't exciting me. and don't fucking call me about this bullshit. And did the fact that you know me and thought that this was okay makes it even fucking worse. Bitch, did you ask me how I was triggered and I couldn't go to sleep, bitch, because I saw a fucking a dramatization of a black trans woman murder on screen and this week, they just pulled the body out of the river outside of fucking Houston of a black trans woman that was murdered. Like, come the fuck on. I have friends that I am dreading to have a conversation with about this because I care about them very deeply as my cis allies. And I know that they are going to fucking eat this up hook, line, and sinker. And I'm dreading having to curse out people that I say I love, but I will. I'm just dreading it because y'all also, our allies, have to stop, stop feeling like we should be excited and you should be excited for us because somebody's telling a story regardless of what the story was, is. That shit was that, that makes me feel like all of the years of relationship, all of the ally building that we've done, all of the, 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 the way that I've allowed you into my life, it makes me feel like it's in vain. It makes me feel like it's in vain when people that say they love me fall for the bullshit this evening. So shout out to those of you who may be listening that 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 thought it was dope and you thought you were gonna come to me with it. I'd rather you didn't, cause I'm gonna look at you differently, cause I know you know better, especially if you've been around me, cause I let my friends know. See, I'm not a girl that's living no secret, nothing. Okay, everybody knows me, what's going on, and I don't mind educating. I educate for a living. So if you've had the privilege of having an Aeon, a lioness, or any other trans woman in your life, and you see things like this, and it doesn't raise a red flag that we're not included, it doesn't raise a red flag that we're not in the writing, it doesn't make raise a red flag to you that this narrative ends with a murder, then you 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 really can't really say you love me like you think you do if you really thought that this shit was fucking okay. So shout out to my allies and shout out to my friends out there who may be listening. Keep it to yourself, sis. If you live, and I my, and, here. And my question that I'm gonna leave off on is this. Sis people, why do y'all only give a fuck about us when we're being brutally murdered on screen? The same way white people only give a fuck about black people when we're slaves. The same logic. It's easier to look at these people that you think beneath you it's easy to look at them as it's easy to look at them as lower than you, as subpar. Trauma porn is fun to watch when it's not you. That's what it is. Trauma porn, and that's what I call it. It's the fixation on a particular group of people as being one thing, it being traumatized, as being pathologized, as being affected and impacted, not showing their successes, not showing their 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 prosperity, not showing the full scope of their life, but only focusing on what actually is titillating, arousing even to some people, which is why I call it trauma porn. The white people that don't have no black friends, but went to see Django in mass and made it a, <laughs> okay. Like those people are the same people that are like these black people that are going to see this movie Knowing full fucking well, this probably ain't accurate because it ain't got no trans people in it. But you're going to say, oh, yeah, it was a good movie. Why? Because it confirmed all of your motherfucking internalized transphobia. It confirmed all of your internalized hatred. It confirmed all of the white supremacist logic that you even have about black and brown bodies. It confirms all of that for you. So ask yourself when you see things like this, why is this so intriguing to me? What am I getting out of this? 
Where are the people that they say they're talking about? Why, why is the only time that I'm openly talking about trans people is when they're being murdered or they're being attacked or they're dying? How and many not people any- in my life know about my trans friends? How many people in my life know about my trans sister or my trans sibling or my trans cousin? How many people in your life are you actually really telling the true story about our lives? The people that you say you love. See, I'm not asking you to go and tell all these other extra stories. I'm saying for those of you who are allies, if you know and love and you're around trans people on a regular basis and you see their stories not being told and you see that the only stories that are coming forward are these trauma-based stories around a trans woman getting drowned in the bathtub or, you know, like it was this star and these other things, like no shade. We are equally as tired as you are of slave movies as seeing ourselves get murdered. You know why? Because we're getting murdered every week. Like my sister just said, they pulled a body out of the water this week. Yet another sister we must grieve. And y'all think the shit is cute to have it on screen for fun and not even tell the real story. So fuck everyone involved. And that's from the lioness from my left titty. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think we're gonna end the episode to the our trans community, our black trans community. Protect your mental health. If you have to delete people, black people, distance yourself uh, from people, do whatever you need to do to protect yourself. Because a lot of these cis people, they, they, they show us time and time again that they're intent on not getting it. And that that's fine. But that doesn't mean that we don't get to have our voice and say how we feel. And it also doesn't mean that we're not entitled to rest. So do what you need to do. And don't feel like, you need to don't feel like you have to watch this movie in order to understand. We are all very smart, aware, intelligent people, and we know when somebody is playing in our face. So you don't need to take the bait. You don't need to eat the carrot. Um, trust yourself. Believe in yourself. Do what feels right for you, and protect yourself because from what they've demonstrated, they're not going to protect us. And for those of you who may find yourself as a content creator like us or like Maddie or those that are out here that have put themselves in the media light, understand that great power comes great responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility. And like I said earlier, to whom much is given, much is required. And 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 that's a lot to say because we all have our opinions. And if you have an opinion that's different from, from, I'm not saying that you need to be policed or controlled by your identity or by being someone that has chosen to be a trans content creator and talk about whatever the fuck you want. I'm not saying be put in a box, but don't also shoot us in the foot and shoot your, your fellow sisters in the face by promoting things that you know are inaccurate and unhealthy that aren't going to push us forward. See, it won't set us back. Like my sister said earlier, we're too talented. We're too gifted. We're too anointed. We're too, 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 too um, present and centered and focused in this season. We all are all focused and pushing forward for something greater. This won't set us back, but it does not push us forward. And as content creators, we need to be leery of promoting things that aren't pushing forward the narrative in a positive direction. Yeah, support support media by actual black trans people. That part for us by us. So take us out of here, sis. Thank you, thank you, thank you, one and all, for all of your love and support on this episode and the episodes going forward. We are very excited to present yet another episode of Box Number Five Twelve Podcast, Grown Black Trans Woman Talk, and I am one of your co-hosts, the Lioness. And I am Aeon. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fox Number 5 Spoke Podcast, Grown Black Trans Women Talk. 
And don't forget to become a patron on the Box Number 512 Patreon page, where we have all new exclusive content. And also, don't forget to follow us on our social media, on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages. And also, become a subscriber on our YouTube page. Until next time, bye. bye.